It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, everybody, we welcome you to the final episode of the week of the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Coming up in today's episode, you're going to hear from head coach Ron Rivera. And as well, you will hear from DeShazer Everett starting free safety of the Washington football team and one of the team captains. All right, let's get to it right away. We are brought to you on this particular show and this particular episode of the Locked on Washington football team podcast by our friends at Pepsi. That's right. You know what the drill is by now, right? Pepsi is going to be in your arsenal on game day because this football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans, the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels, because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. All right, so you will hear from Ron Rivera. You will hear from DeShazer Everett. Let's give you an injury report because it's lengthy and it's confusing to some degree, right? So... Here's the deal. From a Detroit Lion perspective, we'll start with them. Kenny Galladay out, their best receiver. We kind of knew that, but now we're officially sure. He didn't practice all week. He's officially ruled out. TJ Hawkinson, their starting tight end, uh, top 10 draft pick a year ago, uh, 2019. He is battling a toe injury. He did not participate on Thursday. And he was limited on Friday, and he's questionable for Sunday. Um, One of their tackle slash guards who used to play for the Eagles, and I'm going to screw up his name, Halapoli Vitae Vitae. Yes, that guy. He is questionable as well. Limited the last two days. Nick Williams, a defensive tackle, did not practice on Friday. He was limited yesterday. He is questionable. Everybody else that's of pretty much um, significance, Jared Davis, one of their linebackers, I guess I should point him out, he's been limited all week. He is questionable as well. So really only Kenny Galladay is ruled out for Detroit. Now, for Washington... That's a different story. Kyle Allen ruled out Dontrell Inman and Jared Norris, linebacker, special teamer, hamstring, all ruled out. So is Jaron Christian for a third consecutive game. Questionable, Dustin Hopkins, place kicker, and Jeff Bidette just signed to the 53 this week with a hamstring. Bidette was full go on Friday, 
and again, is listed questionable. Hopkins has been limited all week, and Ron Rivera said it'll be a game-time decision. Now, what we all, well, what I expect, I don't know, I don't want to speak for the whole group, what I expect is that Kari Vedvik, who has been on the practice squad as an emergency kicker slash punter, will probably, I think they protected him this week, number one. Number two, he will probably get the call-up on Saturday for the expanded 53-man roster. They can go up to two practice squad players without risking losing them. So I would imagine that's how they're going to do it. I don't know that for sure, but I would imagine that's how they're going to do it. That's how they've done it you know, recently and in the past, uh, specifically with a guy like Bedette, who we mentioned, um, and Bedette finally ran out of those options and, and they had to sign him to a 53. Now, that, that's just the thing. A guy like Vedfik, right, if you promote him to the extra taxi squad designation, those two extra spots, one of those two extra spots, you can only do that twice. So, I mean, you would have this week and you would have next week against the Bengals, but on a short week, Thanksgiving Day against the Cowboys, you'd have to either sign him or Hopkins would have to be healthy. So that's it as far as everything I know about the rule. Uh, So you have that situation. The other confusing and perplexing situation, couple. Number one, Kyle Allen, still not on IR. He's going to miss the next three. I have no idea what, what they're waiting. I assume they're just waiting for Saturday to make me extra miserable and to make extra work for me. I assume. Because there's really no reason not to put Kyle Allen on IR. Again, IR this year does not mean you have to miss the whole season. Unless you were on IR before the 53-man cutdown i.e. Reuben Foster. With Kyle Allen, he can go on the IR, misses three games. He could come back if he makes a miracle recovery. Or maybe if he's ready in mid-December. Who knows? You just don't know. But put him on. Now, again, they might do this on Saturday. We won't have another episode until after the game late Sunday night. So obviously we'll be able to go through it then. Uh, follow me on Twitter at WrestleMania621SI.com. Uh, Washington football, I'll have the very latest for you there. But it is a little bit weird. And then the other situation is Jaron Christian. He's going to now miss a third consecutive game. Was ruled out already. Last week, he was ruled doubtful on Friday. Didn't play. Um, the first game against Dallas, he practiced in full Wednesday, didn't practice on Thursday. Ron Rivera said he would be fine and back at practice Friday, wasn't there, didn't practice Friday, missed the game on Sunday. And then last week, he was limited on Wednesday, did not practice Thursday or Friday, ruled doubtful for Sunday against the Giants after the bye week, and did not play. This week, limited Wednesday, no practice Thursday, no practice Friday, wasn't even out there, out and ruled out for this Sunday in Detroit. That tells me, without knowing for sure, that maybe he's getting a second opinion, and again, a situation where I'm not sure what they're doing with the IR here, because he's already missed now three games in a row. So unless he's put on IR on Saturday, which is very well a possibility, he's going to miss a third game. And then if you have to put him on IR, he still has to miss another three games. But if they're going to put him on IR on Saturday to open up a roster spot, which very well could be the case, then he would only have to miss 
I guess, a, a total of five games minimum. The two he's already missed Sunday, which would count as game one of the three-game IR, and then Bengals-Dallas Thanksgiving Day, and maybe he could come back for the Steelers in early December. Who knows? It's just weird. They've kind of, to be honest with you, they've done some weird things with the IR this year. Yeah, Bryce Love was a weird thing. Um, Steven Sims missed a game, then they put him on IR. Greg Stroman missed a game, then they put him on IR, and he's still out, even though he's due to come back. Um, you know, Brandon Sheriff, they put on IR right away. Kyle Allen, haven't put him on IR yet. It's just kind of been some weird, funky stuff. I mean, kind of like 2020, I guess. Uh, and maybe it's the lack of a true general manager. I don't know. Um, and 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 Ron is struggling a little bit with some of the mechanics. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I hear that, but I don't know that. You know, Inman is going to miss now a second consecutive game, and, and he was limited in practice this week. So uh, you want to be careful about putting guys on IR, but here's my thing. With a three-game IR stint, you got to kind of take advantage of that. You got to kind of know that this isn't the same as the normal typical rules where a guy's got to miss eight games and then can come back and you can only activate two guys in that form. That it's it's different rules this year. So you almost have to like know right away whether this is going to be a three to four week injury. And and I'm not saying that's easy, but the bottom line is, is they've kind of messed it up several times. You know, they didn't put Bryce Love on IR to start. I thought they would keep Adrian Peterson. They didn't do that. And he hasn't played it down. And who knows if he's going to get activated. And, and certainly he could get one of these spots. But you see where I'm coming from? It's kind of a weird deal. Um, some of this roster, roster tango uh, that hasn't exactly worked out for the Washington football team so far this year. All right, I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us right here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast. We'll come back with Ron Rivera from Friday afternoon after we tell you about our friends at Pepsi. That's right. You know the drill. Sunday afternoon, me and you. I'll be on post game on 106.7 The Fan with my guy Logan Paulson. I'll be all loaded up on Diet Pepsi because this football season will be different. Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. So chug along with me, ice cold Diet Pepsi, or if you'd prefer an ice cold Pepsi, whatever your proclivity is. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, it is Chris Russell with you right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. We continue right along. Let's head out to the Inova Sports Performance Center from Friday afternoon. Thanks to WashingtonFootball.com. And let's hear from the head coach, Ron Rivera. Hey, Ron, I'm just wondering what you guys either want to see from, from Dustin or kind of is that a game time decision? What's what's your thought there? Yeah, we'll see how he is on uh, on Sunday. Great. And I have a kind of a random one for you, but uh before you were born, Don Coriel coached at Fort Ord, and you were talking about Fort Ord the other day. I wondered if, if you'd ever heard of him on the base, and I thought you might have because I know you like history. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. I didn't know that he was on the base until probably eight or nine years ago. Somebody was telling me the story. Now, it's funny because I do know that they used to have a, uh, a football team that played because uh, there was an old stadium there that they had that I had actually played in that old stadium too. So, um, yeah, it's interesting that, some, that somebody had brought that up about Coach Coriel. Hi, Ron. Um, just with Dontrell Inman's injury and kind of the, the rotation at receiver over the last few weeks, um, does that place an extra burden on Terry McLaurin and just in having to adjust to new guys around him? I don't know if it's as much an adjustment for him as it is the quarterbacks, to be honest. Um, you know, because ter- Terry's going to do what he does. Um, the quarterbacks is a little bit different because, they, you know, they've got to read through their progressions and they got to understand who's out there. Um, but I, I don't think it affects Terry. I really don't. I think Terry's focusing on what he needs to do and, and does it very, very well. And with Alex, could you see um, a greater comfort level just in working with the guys, getting that rhythm down this week? I thought there was, um, you know, and, and, and I think that's going to play to his advantage going into this game because, you know, truthfully, last week he didn't get as many reps as he's gotten today with the one. So uh, or, or, or the last couple of days for that matter. So I'm, I'm pretty excited to see uh, how he does. Yeah. Hey, Ron, uh, just curious with Bryce Love, you know, you guys have the, those 21 days, the 19. Do you take it extra cautious of him because he's had a history of, self, uh, of swelling or how do you guys kind of approach that? Well, we put him out there and see how he does. I mean, that's that's what we have to do. We got to see how he's going to handle it, and and that's the key, you know. And and that's the thing you always worry about. You you never really know guys coming back from injury, but um, that's why you put him out there, and that's why usually you wait till the next day to see how his body has reacted or his injury has reacted to to the the, the amount of work that he's got. And we didn't see him out there today. Is is everything okay there? Um, rest day. We'll see how he is, uh, next week. You know, he got a lot of work the last two days. We were indoors on the AstroTurf, which is never really a good thing. Um, so decided to give him a rest day. Hey Ron, we've uh, talked a bunch about the linebackers this week. Uh, Kalik Hudson has been primarily playing on special teams at this point. Just wondering what you've seen from him and what do you think is, is it possible he could maybe join that rotation at some point this season? We'll see. Uh, he's a young man that's uh, got a good upside. He works his butt off. Um, but again, we've got a couple other young guys that we're trying to take a good long look at, but uh, he may get an opportunity. He's a heck of a football player. He's shown that he had a good college career and he's uh, got a good start to his career here. So um, again, maybe there is an opportunity, but we'll see. What do you see based on what you've seen from himself or what, what do you envision a role for him would be if he were to be out there with the linebackers? No, he can play base. That's for doggone sure. Um, and there could be some situational stuff you can use. He's got a good skill set. And um, some of the things that he did in college uh, really do translate well to what we do as a football team. 
Hey, Ron, um, there's been, you know, obviously a lot of talk about Adrian Peterson going against you guys and, you know, revenge and all that stuff. Uh, but McKissick and Logan Thomas both played in Detroit last year. Do you, I mean, do, do you think that that ever hurts a guy maybe if they get too amped up to prove that a former team no. did them wrong or, or made a wrong decision? Or do you think that only usually helps them? It just depends on the player. I, you know, I can't imagine guys getting caught up on stuff. I, I really can't. I mean, you know, it, it's uh, you take it for what it is. Take it for what, you know, the stories that are being made, that are being written by you guys. And, you know, really, that, that's where most of the talk comes from. Um, I don't know why, but it always seems that, you know, that, 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 that that's one of the top stories is that, oh, he was cut by this team. And, you know, be quite honest, I, I think more is made out of it from the media folks than, than, than needs to be. Um, and that's just my, just my opinion. Hey, Ryan, uh, I was wondering a couple of weeks removed now from, from treatments for you, will this be about as well as you have felt going into a game? Is this yourself? <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, cause each day I just feel stronger and stronger. You know, it's like I tell people my three S's are coming back. My senses, my strength and my stamina, you know, um, the fog brain is kind of dissipating. Um, you know, I'm starting to feel stronger. Uh, the stamina is one thing, though, because, you know, I get wiped out very quickly. You know, I, I'm good for three, three and a half hours at a time. And, um, you know, it just it wears on you. Um, and, you know, I need to, to slow down every now and then. But th this probably will be the best I've felt going into a game, though. It, it probably will. Through all this, have you ever thought back to, you know, what it felt like before, you know, when you were coaching in Carolina and before all this happened and, yeah. you know, what that was like and. It's, you know, the, the disappointing part for me personally is that, you know, is that is I can't sustain the, the energy level that, that, I, that I think, you know, you need to be really, really good at coaching. And that's hard right now. And that, that, that bothers me because, you know, I, I want to try and give everything I can to these guys because they deserve it. And um, that's one of the things that, 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 that disappoints me right now. And, and, and um, it just is hard uh, that, that, that for me personally. Hey, Ron, um, a lot gets made about Alex's, intangibles and, and leadership factors how does that maybe amplify or or change at all this week now that he's the starter um it amplifies because you know he walks into that huddle and you know and and you see the veteran uh leadership step uh a step to the forefront and the players seem to buy into that type of stuff and, and hopefully we can sustain that and we can play well as a group hey ron with alex how have, where have you seen the biggest comfort level in him develop at just, you know, now that he's had some reps this week, but a couple of game actions, where, where does that comfort level pay off for him on the field? You think? Well, I, I think it's a, it's, it becomes a confidence thing. You know, he, he gets a little more confident in, in his reads, get a little bit more confident in his decision-making. So you see a little bit quicker decision-making, you see, you see a little more um, um, uh, force on his ball. When he throws it, you, you, you know what I'm saying? A little bit more, okay, hey, I, you know, I've made a good quick read. I made, a, I made the right read, and he delivers a really good ball. That's where you start seeing the, com, the confidence and comfort level in what he's doing is, 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 is by the way the ball comes out, and, and, and it's a good ball. Do you also see a different level of trust in him develop with those receivers? I'm kind of oh, yeah. thinking Almost. of a play, I think the one that Graham Sims in the in route, the anticipation, do you see a different level with that? Yes, you do. And not just with Cam, but with the other guys that he's working with, the different positions. You see him working with the tight ends and you see the, com the comfort there. You see him working with the backs and, and, and hitting the backs on, on, on the swings or the underneath routes. 
Um, then you see the, the, like you said, talking about the ends, the end routes, the crossing routes, stuff like that with the receivers. So the more he works with them, obviously, the more confident and comfort level everybody gets. I got nothing. You can keep it moving. Hey, coach. I'm told to begin with um, Olivia Garvey, ABC7 Sports DC. Um, <laughs> on a real note here, um, from the outside looking in, I know these guys are competitive, um, but I wonder how much hope there is. What do you tell your team, or do you even have to tell these players anything to make sure that they see the hope or still feel like they're in an environment to succeed moving on in the season? I think they feel that, uh, mostly because all you got to do is look at the records of the four teams in our division. And we're all jumbled up and we all have a shot. And I think that's the thing you need is just as long as you have a chance, doesn't matter how, how, how thin it is uh, or how big it is, as long as you have a chance, I think that's what keeps everybody motivated. Plus, this is our first year. and There's a lot to learn and a lot to be gained from playing well from start to finish. Haven't scored on an opening possession yet this year. Have you noticed a common theme and why that hasn't happened yet? No, there's not a common theme from everything from – um, going three and out to uh, driving down and missing a field goal. Uh, so uh, to me, it's just a matter of, of putting ourselves in position and then finishing off. And, and that's probably the biggest thing I'd like to see us do. Uh, Ron, this is just a strategy question, but when you have a guy like Terry McLaurin who played against a guy like Jeff Okuda, do you, I wonder, do you all like match them up because they know their tendencies, like he would know his weaknesses better than somebody else? Or do you kind of shy away from doing something along those lines, especially because he has more experience in the league as well, too? Well, I, I, again, I think the matchups are going to come from them more than it would from us. And so, you know, whether they want to put him on, on, on Terry, that's to be seen. Uh, but if they do, um, you'd like to feel – confident that a veteran guy especially a guy like Terry who works at his craft as hard as he does might have the upper hand uh, and, and if it does happen we'll see then that's the interesting part of the game that's the interesting part about matchups you, you never know until you know you get them out there and you get them going uh, so if it does happen I, I'll tell you right now it, it'll make for some good football that's for sure all right, that is head coach Ron Rivera with us right here on the Locked On, a Washington football team podcast. Again, thanks to WashingtonFootball.com. Coming up next, DeShazer Everett starting free safety, formerly just a strong safety and a special team stud and a captain. DeShazer Everett next. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, this is the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Good to have you with us. I'm Chris Russell. DeShazer Everett caught up with me and other reporters via WashingtonFootball.com and Zoom earlier on Friday. Let's hear that conversation. I'm, I'm curious where you feel you are a better safety now in this year compared to previous years. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, like I always say, that's that's one of my goals, to continue to learn and grow in the game. But, I mean, I'm actually taking steps there. And uh, I definitely – I feel as far as confidence and my actual play that, you know, I've gotten better. How do you – like, what, what plays are you seeing on the field where even if it's just an ordinary play where you say, maybe a year ago I would have been fooled by this play? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, 
it's as far as just reading your keys and knowing where you have to be, knowing what to look at. And uh, once you're comfortable there, the game really slows down. And then, you know, tackling becomes easier, you know, making plays on the ball, playing the ball, you know, being comfortable to do that, to turn around and actually look for it. So, I mean, I'll get my opportunity to make some plays. I just got to make them when they come. Thank you. Hey, Destranger, you've had some opportunities in the past where you've been asked to step in. Do you feel better prepared for this now, or how do you think those experiences kind of helped you uh, prepare you for this season? Uh, early on, I was asked to step in, and this year I was prepared to be that guy. So stepping in is no problem. Um, you know, we came in, things was wide open. You know, App got the start starting out. Um, I just had to play my role and just keep waiting, and now it's my opportunity, and now you got to make the, the best of it, honestly, and that's what I'm trying to do. Hey, DeShazer, Sam Fortier with the Washington Post. Hope you're doing well. Um, I wonder, when you were saying, you know, reading your keys, different things, I wonder, like, what clicked or what do you feel like has, has allowed you to, to translate, you know, uh, a better understanding onto, onto the field? With football, you don't, unless you understand the game and you were taught the game early on, until you see things and know how offenses are trying to attack you, know what they run, you, you're not going to understand what's going on. So until you've seen those things live, especially me, I like to see things before. It's just like I can't just watch and be like, oh, I know what to do. I have to physically see it and be a part of it. And so the more reps you get at it, the better you become, the more comfortable you become. And you're, like you said, it's like things that you see all the time, you, that's easy to handle. And like even the new things, you're like, okay, they're just trying to make it look like this and they're going to do this. And, you know, it just, you, you just get comfortable. And, and how do you feel like, obviously you and Cam being back there is, is new. How do you feel like that communication's going? What, what's that pairing like? We just got to talk. Um, this football, if you talk, it's, you gonna know what the person next to you knows, or you gonna know if they're going to help you know what you need to know. And, um, that's as long as we talk, I feel like we'll be good. Uh, you know, Cam's a young guy. I play a little more ball than him. Um, but we got to help each other at the end of the day. You know, we're back there together. So it can't just be, oh, me helping him. Like he has to help me as well. And, you know, we both have situations in the game that we got to be on point. And when it comes time, you got to be the guy to make your play. So we just try to make sure that each other is aware of when we're being attacked and how we can help each other. Hey, DeShazer, uh, how, how different is, is this defense and maybe what you're asked to do in it than previous years? Um, and, and I know there's been some position switching and, and, and different tag team partners that you've had, but is it dramatically different in your eyes or is it on the back end, I guess, about the same with some subtle little differences? I mean, that would be a difficult question for me to answer just from the aspect of now I'm more comfortable on the back end. Uh, now I understand my defensive responsibility. So now it's just understanding what the offense is doing. And so the defense is totally different for me this year because now I'm not trying to figure it out. I know what to do. And it's just a matter of doing my job. And last year it was like, okay, I'm just trying to play football. Let me get to the ball. Let me try to be here and defend this pass. And it's like, I don't have to work that hard now. It's, it's a matter of knowing my responsibility and just being where I'm supposed to be, then go make a play. And it's like, I'm a lot more comfortable doing it now. What, was that because of something you did in the offseason or just getting the opportunity to just play a lot more ball? Just playing more ball. Like I said, I mean, once you're exposed to it, you know it. Mm -hmm. Once you get a spot seven route, 
in the field when you're expecting in the red zone. It's like, okay, they can do this in the field now. So things just become easy to you. Take a few more. Hey, DeShazer, uh, Ben Standing with The Athletic. Uh, good to see you. Um, you're a guy that's been here for a few years now, so you, you, you can probably sure tell the difference between kind of how things felt around there before uh, in the previous era and now with Ron Rivera. Since we haven't had a chance to talk to you, what, what, what do you kind of sense is the biggest difference between how things are kind of running for you guys broadly now versus uh, previously? If I could point out one thing, I'd say details, man. Uh, he harps on, you know, everybody just being on the details of things. And like I said, it's just a matter of knowing your job. And when you know that and you're where you're supposed to be, there's no no laps in the defense. Uh, there's no get open holes, you know, and that's the offense and defense side of the ball. You know, the details of things. If you if you're sharp on your details, it's whoever could do their job the best for the whole game. And you're talking about you talking about Jack Del Rio there in terms of him as the, as the coordinator. No, just as far as this is Ron Rivera. Like, Ron Rivera guy. Okay. Yeah, details is like very important, and like you 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 know that, but. When you're like sharp on your details, is like I said, the game slows down. If I know I'm supposed to be looking at two, and when two does this, I have to do this. Then when you're sharp on that, it slows down. Hey Shazer, you saw uh, Kendall Fuller when he was here in his first, and now you see him again as he's returned. What differences do you see in his game, and how has he matured as a DB? He continues to get smart and study the game. Uh, Kendall helps us out a lot out there with communication as far as uh, formation recognition, um, you know, based off of releases you get in certain formations. And when you have a guy like that that's played ball in big times games and has won a lot of ball uh, on the defensive side of the ball, is, you know, you're more comfortable when you have a guy on, on your side of the ball that's talking to you and helping you out, like I said, talking as far as like me and Cam, Kendall helps us out with that as well. And as a whole secondary, communication is key. Take one more. Hey, DeShazer, you've had a couple of plays that like really flown to the ball and um, you've had those back yet, thinking of the one that actually drew the flag. But where do you think that aggression comes from? From what football is supposed to be. What we wearing pass for, we can't hit nobody. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's just how I play. Like, it's not an intent to hurt somebody, but I want to make sure you know that, hey, 2-2 two, two the one that hit me. 2-2 uh, two, is coming down here. Because if I'm just out there just two-hand touching you or just ankle biting you, knocking you to the ground, you're not going to have no stress of, like, oh, catching this pass coming across the middle. Then it's just – it's the offensive game. So, I think uh, football is supposed to be physical. So, as far as the flags, I don't care about flags. I'm never going to stop playing. I'm not going to stop hitting people the way I hit them. Uh, I mean, I'll try to look out for safety of myself and others, but it's a game that is made to be physical. You run into each other full speed. Washington's got to get off to a better start. They're getting outscored, I think it's 130 to 69 in the first half, which is just utterly pathetic. 130 to 69 is just no way to try and win games or to give yourself really a chance to win games. And that's been a major problem all year. And it will continue to be a major problem until they wake up and smell the roses, uh, if you will, coming out of the gates. Now, they've been very good in the second half, but 131 to 69, actually, it was 131 to 69, 60 to 23 in the first quarter, 71 to 46 in the second quarter. The other thing is they've got to run. 
nine attempts last week. I don't think I need to tell you that. We've already mentioned it's the lowest in franchises, uh, the franchise's history since 1933, according to the Elias Sports Bureau. Also, they have to protect Alex Smith better. He was sacked just twice, but for 22 lost yards. Some of that's on him, certainly. I mean, you can't have three possessions because Kyle Allen, the play he was hurt on, was an 11-yard sack as well. Three possessions ruined by minus 33 yards in terms of sacks and then have the penalties that Washington had on one drive that, that took away maybe a touchdown and put it to a field goal, right? So you just can't have that. Um, and here's the other thing. Please stay balanced. Washington has thrown the football on 46 of 58 snaps with Alex Smith as their quarterback. 12 rushing attempts on 58 snaps. That's a 79% clip passing. Now, he's come in in some tough situations, but it's not all tough situations. Uh, please, please stop. And please stop the run. That's it. All right, that's going to do it for us right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. I'm Chris Russell. Adios. Have a good weekend. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.